baby. Welcome back to Humming Fools. We lied. We said last time that we were going to have a guest, but we don't. It's just Noah and I today. Noah! (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Not much, man. Yeah? Um, Yeah. I feel like you you had a thought, and then it just... No, I'm just thinking, I'm like, we're just trying to get back into the groove, you know? Yeah, so... Before we dive into this week's topic, which is uh, finding inspiration, we need to do some house cleaning. We gotta, mm-hmm. we gotta clean up. We got, we got a little sticky while you guys were gone, and uh, we want to acknowledge that. So, first off, in this house uh, house cleaning segment, no, and I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to our show and who supported the launch that we had a, a couple weeks ago and who's just been saying super nice and wonderful things. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's super helpful to get all this feedback. People are telling us which parts of the show they really kind of cling to. Mm-hmm. Um, it really kind of helps solidify for us that we're – like it's being received the way that we were hoping it would be. Yeah. Um, and people are getting the point of it. It's not like this really vague concept uh, that, that people just can't relate to or on the opposite end, it's not something exactly like something else that they've heard before. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's something similar to what we're doing, but w- we haven't been constantly compared to this existing podcast that talks about the exact same stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's just been really nice. And I guess people now have a source that they can come to for just discussion about certain topics that relate to creativity. So yeah, it's been really nice. Yeah. I've been very encouraged. Um, I've kind of hardened my heart to creative, uh, you know, uh, ventures just in terms of how I expect to feel about the reaction, just because there's been times where I work on something and I put a lot of work, I I just work really hard and then I post it and then no one gives a crap. Right. Um, and that's, you know, fine. The world doesn't owe me anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the part of like, you keep doing it and you kind of earn that respect. But all that to say, I went in with low expectations when we launched and I just was really, I like the Grinch. Uh, I, I felt my heart grow bigger yeah. and I just got this little like curl of a smile. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cause yeah, when people say specific, like they mention specific parts of an episode or mm-hmm. go, oh, that's funny. Or like you and ins- I had people tell me that they uh, were inspired by listening to get back to doing what they like doing creatively. Yeah. yeah that's and I was like humbled. Yeah. Really? I cried and that tear turned into a garden and mm-hmm. I am continuing to um, cultivate it just like candied. Yep. That's showing my uh, intellectual uh, <laughs> uh, brain right there. Um, Your intellectual brain. I'm pretty smart, yeah. guys, and I kind of am a big deal. Yeah. Um, transition from that, I also just want to quickly thank people who left us such kind and wonderful reviews Mm -hmm. on iTunes. That's an accidental rhyme. I won't uh, charge you for it, but if I did, (laughs) it would cost a dime. Um, I don't have them pulled up. In the future, when we have more, I would like to uh, read these reviews and just kind of celebrate the people and thank them. Some of them were really funny. Um, 
made me laugh out loud mm-hmm. with what I read. And ours, again, just warmed my heart. So you know who you are. Thank you for leaving uh, the reviews and your, just your kind ratings. On that note, Noah, yes. um, I, I don't want to be too much of a, a, a needy uh, hijo de oso, son of a bear, but I would like... I would like more of those reviews. Yes. Reviews are extremely helpful for us in terms of just getting feedback and bettering ourselves, but also in terms of visibility for the podcast itself. Um, Especially on iTunes, that's really the main one where the reviews count. Mm -hmm. And uh, every single one is important. The, The more reviews we get, the better our average gets, or maybe our average will get worse if the reviews get worse, but <laughs> that's something we're, we're open to. And we just want just any kind of feedback. I'm is, not open to it. It's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, please. If you have the time, uh, leave us a review and yeah, it's not a, give us five stars so that we just skyrocket right. through the, you know, I, I, I want to be open to feedback. We had a whole episode about, uh, critique and affirmation. Mm-hmm. So I want an equal uh, and fair amount. Yeah. And like message us personally, your critique, <laughs> and then do your affirmation on the iTunes. Or yes, 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 yes. <laughs> if, uh, if we owned a church, I'd want you to come up to it and nail to it everything that you think's wrong with it. Yeah. Um, and there are some more references to show my, my, my beautiful brain, your intellectual brain. That's right. Um, Transition from that, I want to say thank you to Corey Nelson. I have not thanked him yet, but he uh, edits our episode, makes them sound yummy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I just wanted to shout out to him. He's a good man. He is a producer and engineer at Haxton Road Studios, which is a music production studio in Bentonville. He didn't ask me to say this, and he may groan when he hears that I put this in here, but I say that just to say, hey, We've got a legit dude helping <laughs> yeah. us out and being a boss. And we have this one slice of credibility. That's right. And I'm going to milk it. I'm going to milk right. the crap out of it. I'm going to make cheese. So thank you, Corey. We love having you and we appreciate you. Yes. Um, all right. So again, keeping in with, you know, kind of the theme of the show that we're nobodies, that we're not 100% perfect. We don't know exactly what we're doing. Uh, we had a blunder. We totally had some oversight of uh, not expressing slash, um, I get, no, I guess, I mean, I get uh, communicating yeah. important aspects of the show to our audience. <laughs> You'd think the main important <laughs> thing to get across to the audience is when the show comes out. Yeah. Which we never once mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just was like, oh, the world will, you know, read my mind. So where are you going to? We're going to clear the air. Um, beautiful humming fools, which is kind of fun. Like our name's humming fools, but yeah. our listeners could also technically be humming fools. That's right. Um, anyway. We're hum- giving nicknames to our listeners already. That's how big we are. Because there's so <laughs> many. We just have to, you know, we have to give them something. Yeah. Every uh, or every Tuesday around noon is when you can expect an episode of Humming Fools. We originally said that it was fortnightly, which I originally just said uh, biweekly. I was informed fortnightly is like the technical term, but every other mm. week is what we were going to do. Yeah, and we were also going to do uh, we were going to alternate between discussion episode to interview, but kind of uh, looking 
again, from your, with your guys's feedback and just watching the analytics and just, you know, thinking about the show in retrospect a little bit, the episodes we put out, we realized that there were some changes that needed to be made, which is awesome. It's growing pains. Yeah. Um, and to just ignore that would be silly. So again, to kind of wrap that up, we are going to be posting a new episode of Humming Fools every week on Tuesday, and you can expect it around noonish. Obviously, what can help you know when it comes out is subscribe. Um, mm-hmm. That way, it just instantly will download to your phone. You'll get notified. Um, but yeah, expect new episodes then. And we're not going to necessarily alternate between interviews and discussions. We're going to do interviews as we can as they come, but we're also going to not stress too much about it and um, post discussion episodes frequently as well. So did I miss anything, Noah? With no, our, that with sounds our... about right. Yeah, we're going to basically just treat the interview episodes more as kind of special episodes where we get to feature a guest and kind of get that extra insight. But uh, the core of the show is really just going to be a discussion um, from different topics. Uh, and... Actually, on that note, um, if uh, any of you guys listening ever have an idea for a topic or something that you've really been wanting people to talk about, have a conversation on, um, feel free to message us and let us know what you think would be a good thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. Because we're really open to that. We eat that up. We like talking about new things, especially if it's something that we don't know anything about. We love learning about it at the very least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, we welcome any kind of just suggestions for different topics. I wouldn't say any kind. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, well. I'm not saying we're going to do every one of them. Oh no no no! <laughs> I, I, I'm on the same page as yeah. you. Uh, no, I'm excited to see if the, yeah exactly like what people are interested in that we may never have thought of, which is the need is cool. You need that uh, community, mm-hmm. so. Um, I'm excited to see it hopefully grow and to grow myself as I engage with these beautiful people. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, every every Tuesday, new episode. And that kind of, just to give you some background on that, we just love recording. It's so much fun. We yes. enjoyed doing it. And it was kind of this frustration, like, man, we can't do it till next week. Or mm-hmm. we, we're just backlogged with all these different ideas for discussion episodes and guests that we want to have. And scheduling is kind of the main thing that put a dent in the every other thing because lots of awesome guests that are, you know, uh, hopefully going to be coming on the show soon. But um, they have their own schedules, they have all this stuff. So it's not necessarily wise or possible to count on something always being able to happen yeah. every other week. Um, so it may be one of those things where we can get two or three interviews in a week mm-hmm. and be good for a little bit, but then one month's just like crazy busy for yeah. everyone. So, um, that's the behind the scenes. Uh, I'm excited to learn from this and to, in the future, if I ever do another podcast, I'll have at the top of it, let people know when it comes out. <laughs> yes. You think I wouldn't have to write that down, but uh-huh. now I know. So Anyway, thank you for being patient with us. And thanks again for listening and just all the, the nice words and support. It's, it's warmed my Latin heart, and I'm pretty sure it's warmed Noah's baguette. <laughs> Don't say that. I will continue to say it. Now let's transition with this beautiful music into the topic this week. 
Okay, my beautiful humming fools, as you saw from the title and heard earlier, this episode is titled Finding Inspiration. It is the sequel to Finding Dorothy, which was itself. Or Dory? Is it Dory? Or <laughs> Dorothy. Dor- no, it's Dory, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so it's a sequel to Finding Dorothy, which is a sequel to Finding Dory, which was a sequel to Finding Nemo. So this technically, I guess, is the fourth film in this beautiful... If you miss Finding Dorothy, you might want to watch it before you listen to this episode. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be totally lost. Yeah. And then it'll be Finding the listeners. That'll be the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was directed by Tommy Wiseau. It's a very uh, yeah. high class. It's an art film. Yeah. So... Again, being fully transparent, I am tired and I don't think I'm as prepared as I would like to be. (laughs) I know this is one of the things that they say when you give a presentation at work or in class, you never get up in front of people and say, hey, I know this isn't really good, Yeah, but uh, that's not what I'm saying. I think what I have to say is beautiful and the best thing you're ever going to hear. But I do say, I am saying I might... I might kind of go all over the place a little bit yeah. here. So Noah will hopefully keep me on track, leave me with strong hands. And I will not. He was getting mad at me because I was looking at his notes, but he's got some tasty stuff to say as well. <laughs> so let's let's rein me in like a horse, like a just I'm sea biscuit right now. You're Toby Maguire. Noah, you're riding my back. Um, <laughs> okay. I want a shirt of that. Um, anyway, that's just a that's just a personal thing. So finding inspiration. Um at first, my first thought to, to start this off was to do the obnoxious, uh, what I used to do in high school whenever I'd write a paper, mm-hmm. is if it was about something, what you would do in that first paragraph is define that thing using yes. the Webster's, Webster's Dictionary. Dictionary. According yeah. to a Webster's Dictionary, yeah. Webster's uh, Dictionary communism. defines yeah. <laughs> inspiration as... as um, but yeah, I think that this is something that a lot of artists deal with. I mean, it is a little bit of a cliche. You know, you have the person by the window, like sign going mm-hmm. like, I'm just not inspired. Yes. And I think that it is a very real problem, but it's also an issue that can be um, countered. It's not this um, just terrible, magical thing that you have to endure mm-hmm. that then will leave you stranded and you just kind of have to hope it never comes for you. Everyone at some point is going to not feel inspired. Right. Um, and so I think what I hope that we can talk about today is the ways to really capitalize when, on when you're feeling inspired, to take advantage of that time. And then when you're not feeling inspired, ways that you can kind of get out of that and or be productive. So, Noah, um, I'm looking at your notes, mm-hmm. and I think you have a good a good starting point with how do you inspire yourself? Can you uh, can you give me some of that tasty goodness? Yeah, and <laughs> when I, I was writing these notes, and I realized a lot of this is wishful thinking. Mm. Like, man, I really wish I did this. <laughs> it's really hard at the time to be like, oh, I'm just going to follow my own advice. Yeah, and and just get my like make myself get inspired. Like when people um, give you dating advice, and right? They don't have successful relationships. You're yeah, just like that sounds good. But like, when have you done that? <laughs> I feel like in general, I do a better job giving advice than following it myself, um, because hindsight, yeah, kind of gives you that that perspective. But anyway, um, the first thing that came to mind for me. <clears throat> And uh, this is because I just 
kind of got off reading uh, a graphic novel that I'm going to talk about in a second. But uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of advice that I'll see for for artists and writers online and just anywhere is, you know, think outside the box, which is not a phrase that I enjoy. Mm. Um, And the reason I don't enjoy it is because for almost anyone that's so vague and so abstract, like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No one knows really what it means. It just sounds really aspirational because it's, oh, that's what an artist does. Um, But I realized this, uh, one type of story that I really enjoy is just the not much happens, but it's told really well and really beautifully. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just kind of the coming of age kind of style of storytelling, uh, like Lady Bird was a really popular example recently of that kind of movie where mm-hmm. it's just like, Oh, this is just like a slice of life. You know, these aren't very big problems in the you know grand, yeah, in the grand scope. scheme of the universe, yeah, exactly. But uh, they mattered in that instance to this particular person because of these character traits. And so, anyway, I think that's a, a sign of good writing if you can tell a lot with very little. Mm. But uh, the graphic novel that I just finished reading is called "This One Summer," and it's literally just about these two friends, these two girls, uh, at their no summer house, vacation house, mm-hmm. cabin by the lake. And it's just like a sl- an amount of time over that summer that happens and, and all these different things that happen to them that they go through. And a lot of it is just like, oh, they're in the room and they're like folding paper. Or they're doing each other's nails or stuff like that. And it, it'll take like a whole page to just show that. And, uh, and I mean, it, it really helps that the illustrations are, are beautiful. I, I really recommend this book to, to everyone. But um, And it talks about really heavy subjects and odd stuff, but most of it is really just character development and just conversational, mm-hmm. um, which I always like. But uh, that all that brings me to say, I, I think too many people try to think outside the box, which if you can find that for yourself is a good thing. Um, just kind of pushing the envelope and trying new things, mm-hmm. uh, which I think essentially is what that means, but that's so different for everyone. Uh, I, for me, I, I try to think inside the box, which uh, this is such a stupid thing to say. <laughs> like, I hate that I said it. I but, wanted to punch you after yes, you said it. Yeah. But just to keep going with that, with that analogy, it, I think you can really look at the mundane and it's like, oh, well, what are things that have brought me joy throughout my life? Or what's some conflict that that I've experienced? It doesn't have to be huge, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're in school, like stressing about school and stuff like that. That's such a real thing that so many people relate to. Um, you can turn that into a good story. So anyway, uh, to me, that's uh, that is kind of a helpful thing when I, I don't know what to think about and I'm like, just really working and stressing my brain into coming up with these big ideas. And I'm like, well, why, mm-hmm. why does everything have to be big and epic and grand? You know, it, you can just focus on smaller things and things that, you know, because a, a lot of times, and I, I've suffered from this tons of times is a lot of artists will, try to create something that they, they don't connect to just because it sounds like something that people would like. 
And usually it's something big. It's like, oh, it's like this really big fantasy story or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, yeah, but where's the where's the connection? Like, I understand that you have a big story and that's great, but wh- which part of it do, are people going to connect to? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that just comes down to uh, relationships, mm-hmm. um, I, at least for me. And that, that's that's the stuff that I eat up. And so if if that's something that you can come up with in your mind some example in your life where you felt sad or happy or whatever like a lot of times that's good enough because that's what you felt at the time so you're more equipped than anyone else to write about it or draw about it or sing about it you know so anyway you just touched on what I was going to ask was how this this thinking applied to outside of uh crafting a narrative Mm -hmm. because you're talking about um like, oh, well, if you experienced something or you went through like uh, a simple time, but it was meaningful to you, like use that as the basis of your story, which yeah. I think is yummy and tasty. But like you just said at the end, there's the other art forms as well. And so how do you think that that kind of applies to a musician or um, a painter or whatever, like in terms of keeping it simple? I'm not saying that as a, it doesn't exist. I'm just curious of like, Oh, like how, how does that look for someone who it's, it's not necessarily mirroring something simple. Yeah. yeah, Cause like if it's a, if they are literally mirroring something simple, it'd just be like, Oh, well I know this, this, uh, this pan isn't the most beautiful pan, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to draw it. Like, I don't think that's necessarily what you're saying. It could be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just my question. Do you, well, do you get my question? Yeah, I think so. And, okay. and like the, the example that always comes to mind with that kind of stuff for me is the the ratatouille scene, the ratatouille. you know, or just like this food critic is at such an elevated level of his craft, you know, and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. and then this tiny little thing just because it means so much to him because it's it's so close to a memory that he has takes him back to his childhood. And just like melts him down. And uh, I I just, I, I guess my point is just like whatever you're doing, whatever you're creating, if you're doing it from, <laughs> I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I'm saying I'm going to have to you, hit you. If you do it from the heart. Oh, um, come here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that really shows, you know. Um, and you can you can see that in whatever anyone does. If someone does something and they put zero passion into it and they have no connection to it, you can tell immediately. Yeah. Um, but if something is, you know, it's not the highest caliber of whatever that thing is, but this person put a lot of effort and it's there's a bit of their soul in it. That that's going to show through as well. I think it'll be that much better for it. Two people could tell the same story, but if it's if that's the story of one of those people, that person's going to tell it better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. well, I think that's how I felt when um, I saw one of Voldemort's horror cruxes. I was like, <laughs> you know what, this guy, he put his soul in this. Yes. And I like that. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. So just be careful with anything you create and you put your soul into it. Mm-hmm. Just like keep it close by because someone might try to destroy it. Yeah. Keep it away from. Uh, Little boys with scars. Little on boys their with scars on heads. heads. And if you try to, you know, if you're like, oh, 
um, that little boy's going to be trouble. I'm going to take yeah. care of him while he's a baby. Make sure you finish the job. Yeah. <laughs> Don't a, just kill them all. <laughs> yeah, it's a baby. Uh, anyway, my saying that, that Harry Potter, which is funny, I'm not even like a big Harry Potter I was going to say, fan. why are you doing this? I just it immediately <laughs> came to, to my mind. But yeah. no, that's true. So to, to um, summarize Noah's thought is like if you feel like not having inspiration can be a result of being overwhelmed by where do I start mm-hmm. slash like I have to earn like telling this grand story or like I have to think of something really big. And you're saying, nah, dog, not nah, not nah, child, not, nah, yeah. yeah, not, you know, fill, yeah. fill in the name. Ohms. Yeah. <laughs> Ohms. <laughs> um, you're, you're just saying like, yeah, if you're not, if you're looking for inspiration, just look to your own life, which again, I feel annoying saying that, yeah. but sometimes the most obvious things are, you know, the most powerful. Yeah. Um, I well, like and thank you for summarizing. And I, I take that as you telling me that I rambled. <laughs> no, that <laughs> was me no. t- trying to prove to you that I was paying attention no, because I did go you. on that Harry yes. Potter thing at the end. And I wasn't <laughs> I, halfway through when I was talking, I wasn't sure if it was still making sense, but um, yes, thank you for that. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, every day people come across things are like, man, this, this thing like always happens and it's really annoying. And it's like, you know, the, Oh, don't you hate it when this happens? Um, that can be inspiration in itself. It's like, Oh, what's one thing. What's a recurring thing that I always go through. That's like, that it seems like other people can relate to and something like that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there, there might not be a whole story there, but it's just, it's something like it's a, a slice of life that you can throw into your bigger story, whatever you're writing or singing about or whatever, you know? So, yeah. Anyway. I mean, that's how it is in comedy. It's like, you know, when you're at the John <laughs> and another guy looks over yeah, and it's that sort of thing, <laughs> yes. uh, ladies, you don't know what we're talking about, but um, it happens anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's funny when male comedians bring it up. Yes. Potty humor. Oh, man. The highest form. Mm. All right. Well, I I thought that was a, a great point. So how do you inspire yourself? You, you look within. You look at your own crap. Yes. I dig it. So let's bounce back and forth, baby. Let me yeah. let's let's go to you go. Let's go to one of mine. Hugo's is a restaurant. That I just went to, and it was delicious. It, it is also good. is the name of a film mm. by Martin Scorsese. It's just called Hugo. Hugo, yes. And it's one of those films where if I knew nothing about it and you put it in my face and you said, this was made by Martin Scorsese, I'd go, no, it's not. No, it's not. Where are all the F, F-bombs and the the gangster killing and the, where's my Leo? Right. But also the guy that did Happy Feet is also the guy that did Mad Max, so... <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I have heard that before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Happy Feet does not inspire me. No. That's just me being honest. Sorry if you love that movie and I hurt your feelings. So, I've never seen it. Um, that was more to the audience. I don't really care what you think. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. So when I thought of this topic, uh, or like when I, when I heard it, finding inspiration, my mind kind of immediately went to, oh, well, um, if I'm not inspired, like that's my fault. (laughs) Yeah. Like that was kind of the first thought of like, why would I not be inspired? Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm not, I'm, I'm failing. And so first off, I just want to affirm 
that it is like, no, kind of like what I said in our little intro, it's like, it is a, it is an issue that happens, um, to artists, but I do think it can be our fault, um, to where, yeah. why we're not inspired. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of, uh, I do want to go to that point, which is, um, and, and this is more true for me. So this may not be a universal thing, but, um, I've kind of noticed a trend lately in my life where I have a hard time relaxing. I always am wanting to be productive and I feel like this guilt for relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I get home from work. I'm tired. You know, I make some food. I'll sit and watch YouTube for a little bit. Um, and then I'm like, okay, you had your technical break. It's time <laughs> to write because if you don't, you will die alone in this apartment and never be remembered. <laughs> and it's like, oh boy, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Artists <laughs> never die alone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then it's like this desire to work, but then. I get stressed out because I'm like, but I'm tired. You know, I don't want to work. I just want to relax, you know, whatever. Um, and so, but I think that um, people that have that same mentality as me, you can kind of get into this workaholic, you know, mindset where it's like, just go, go, go. If I want to be the best, I have to sacrifice the most. Gotta I catch have, them all. Gotta oh. catch them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pikachu. Pika. Um, you're welcome, audience and Noah. <laughs> Noah has this big childish smile on his face because he just saw something pure. And it's kind of like in the film Whiplash. I mean, it's kind of the, the first film from the La La Land director, much different tone. Yeah. But it kind of touches on that desire to be the best and the consequences it can have. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm rambling. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes there's this mentality that um, you – you can't be successful unless uh, you're working all the time. And then if you relax, you know, you're kind of getting behind or whatever. And yes. It's like artists so often are focused on giving uh, and pouring out and creating that they kind of forget that um, they need to themselves get things and receive things. And I, I guess I put in my notes that I call it feeding, which sounds kind of cool. Cause it makes mm-hmm. me think of like a vampire movie mm-hmm. and my horror fan likes that. <laughs> so I think uh, to, to bring this back into inspiration is that a, we have to kind of view it as a self care thing of know what you like, know the medium that you want to work in and then live and interact with that medium. And so for me, if I was listening, I'd go, that's cool, white Ecuadorian host guy that I'm listening to. <laughs> but I'm it's still it's it's not work. It's a break. Like I can't do it. Like I need to just work. I would love to watch movies all day, but I'll just get into this rut of watching and not creating. Yeah. Obviously that's where a balance comes into play. But a mind hack that I'll share, and, and again, maybe I'm the only person who's like this and I'm a weirdo, but yeah, I'll have a hard time watching a movie because the whole time I'll be going, I want to make movies, but I'm just sitting here watching a movie and um, like I'm, I'm wasting my time. I can't fully relax. But a yeah. while ago, I was able to kind of change it. And I, I do also just view it as genuinely relaxing. In my brain, it went, oh, I'm not watching a movie. I'm studying a film. (laughs) (laughs) And 
obviously you can get too relaxed to where yes. you're always consuming yeah. and you're never actually producing anything. And that itself is a danger. But I found I'll be surprised by how inspired I get when I take a second to chill the heck out and sit down and watch a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just reminds you of why you want to do what you do. Yeah. And w- something that uh, really helped contribute to this is my mind in trying to wanting to be efficient and everything. I go, why would I rewatch a film? I have 140 movies on my IMDb watch list. <laughs> I need to get through those because I haven't seen them. I've already seen this movie checklist. It's gone. It's done. I've completed the task. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was getting this rut of whenever I'd watch a movie, I was kind of not, I was not having a good track record. I'd maybe like one out of 10. Yeah. And I'd be like, Ugh, all these crappy movies. Uh-huh. So recently I've been going back and watching movies I know I like. Yeah. And it's been really fulfilling and really inspiring because I will see scenes that I saw earlier periods of my life that I, that I remember affecting me. We talked about this recently. I yeah. watched uh, Spider-Man's going to be a theme in this episode. So uh, <laughs> you'll have to forgive me. I'm kind of, I'm a big Spider-Man fan and nerd. But I rewatched the first uh, Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. Spider-Man. And I don't want to get into a debate about who the best Spider-Man is. I've, I've had this conversation a million times. You like who you like. That's wonderful. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm not going to get triggered. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that movie and rewatching it. I just had this dumb grin on my face the whole time where mm-hmm. I was like, yes, this is a good film and it makes my heart happy. And I want to, to tell stories this way. I want to tell humor this way. I want to shoot action this way. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And so since then I've bought, I bought three Blu-rays. I'm kind of cheap sometimes. I don't like buying things, but I was like, I'm going to buy the three Blu-rays of three of my favorite horror films. So I got the theme. John Carpenter's thing, the collector's edition. I got an American werewolf in London (laughs) and I got evil dead Two, And I'm really excited to watch them because I'm currently working on a, a horror full movie script. Um, and I know I like these movies and I know they're going to inspire me. So long way of saying for, if you're trying to get inspired, seek out the stuff that you're trying to make, Yourself, You know, if you're a painter, I'll spell it out for you. You know, the point's obvious. Look at sexy paintings that make you happy, that you go, that's what made me want to paint, or that's a good painting. Look at them. Take time to state them. And don't view it as you goofing off. View it as part of the job. View it as filling yourself up, kind of like a video game meter. You got to fill up the power bar so that Mm -hmm. you can do the the thing. Special combo. Sounds like I play a lot of video games. (laughs) It's not like an old person describing what a video game is to someone younger. Music, you know, listen to the band, study them, view it as homework. Um, And I think you might have some some stuff on not kind of being comatose (laughs) with it. But I'll just I'll end this and then you can kind of take the realm. But um, yeah, if you're wanting to just to summarize it up, if you're wanting to be inspired, consume stuff that inspires you and, and copy it. There's a book called, uh, I think the best artists steal. Mm. And at first I was like, well, that sounds terrible. Yeah. That's plagiarism. Yeah. Um, but he, he makes the point of like, I mean, it's the whole, there's nothing new underneath the sun mm-hmm. sort of thing. We're all kind of just regurgitating things we've already experienced, but what makes them unique. And it's what you said is kind of, 
how you choose to regurgitate it, yeah. how, how it specifically was for you. And uh-huh. that's what makes you unique. Oh, yeah, I've seen a million coming-of-age stories. I've seen yeah. a million, I'm in high school and I'm angsty. Yeah. But it's that character, it's that voice of the writer or the director yeah. where they grew up, like in Lady Bird, Sacramento, I think, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so just... Like value, value your time, know how to, you know, do a good job of, and you have to be honest with yourself, like, am I being lazy and not working or, you know, whatever, but take time to see and consume beautiful art. And Mm -hmm. I think subconsciously that will affect you and get you get ideas in your head, techniques, all that stuff. So Noah. Yeah. Take these reins, baby. I need a drink of water. <laughs> yeah, no, that was all great. Um, yeah, I, I just have in my notes, um, consume entertainment, which is exactly what Kyle was just talking about. But also, in all caps, I wrote, in moderation. Yes. I, Don't be a blob. Yeah, for me, that's uh, that's the tough part, is what, once you tell yourself that you're that it's work for you and that you're doing your homework and you're studying that's a slippery slope. Oh yeah. Cuz eventually you do have to get back to being creative, but that's uh the it seems like the more you consume, the harder it is to get back after a certain point. Like a vampire. Um, yes. Um and so yeah, I I guess my point is just don't don't let it make you lethargic and you know, just justify it to yourself that, oh, well, if I keep watching TV and movies and, and all this stuff, then uh, then eventually inspiration will hit because it doesn't work that way um, all the time. Sometimes it does. But I think eventually you you have to tell yourself at a certain point, OK, this is the point I'm going to stop. I'm going to use all this knowledge and this new information and try to rearrange it into something that means something to me. So anyway, that was just to bounce off what you were saying. A hundred percent, Noah. Um, And so I like what you said, which is inspiration. There is no sure way to get it. You're not going to watch a movie and necessarily in the middle of the movie, just be like, oh my gosh, like pause it and run to your computer, run to your canvas and just have this amazing idea and know Mm -hmm. how you have to proceed. I think that's kind of a misconception. I think it's a fairy tale that yes. is kind of paired with the artist lifestyle. Um, I, well, I think it's more of an aspirational thing where it does happen. Sure. But be, I think because it does, too many people expect it. Yeah. Um, instead of letting it happen when it does and the rest of the time you work at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think that's the distinction. Yeah. It. Did I say it never occurs? No, no, but you, you said it's kind of this fairy tale thing. Okay, that, I, I really didn't know. So I was like, no, I agree with you. Yeah. I was like, either I just changed my mind or <laughs> we were on the same page. Yeah. I was not sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's the fairy tale. Like, that's the only way an artist can function. But yes, I agree with you. I, I have those moments where it's like, yes, mm-hmm. it's time to, like, create. But um yeah, it's not. Don't just count gonna, on it. Don't count on it. Yeah. And so that's kind of the the point that I want to make, and I have to do very much for myself. Which is, um, I didn't put this word here, but I, I, I think the one I would use is like grind. Like it's kind of a grind to uh, make that 
environment happen. You, I mean, mm-hmm. I keep talking about horses and reins and I swear I'll stop, <laughs> but you have to, um, eventually you're going to have to push through whatever, if it's a block or if it's just like a dry spell or if it's mm-hmm. just lack of motivation. Um, it's hard to view that time as valuable sitting in a chair for five hours, not writing anything, but know that that's part of it. Um, yeah. For me, there's so many times where uh, I, I go, okay, it's time to write. And I sit there for, like I said, five hours and maybe I'll have scribbled one or two things. And it feels like I've wasted the day. Mm-hmm. You know, the voices will come and say mm-hmm. mean things. They'll talk about my love handles. And I'll say that has nothing to do with my creativity. <laughs> Why are you bringing that up? Yeah. But um, that's, that's part of the gig and that's, it's not bad. And it's like what may be a struggle one day, the next day, because you went through that bleh period right there, the next day is when the inspiration will come mm-hmm. or when it'll be a little bit easier. It's kind of like drilling. You're yeah. just, you're going to, when you're going through the earth, you're going to hit those different types of soils, different types of crusts, mm-hmm. different types of plates, mm-hmm. all the, all the, all the earth stuff. <laughs> Can I get a diagram, please? (laughs) And so part of like facilitating an environment is, um, you know, making a schedule, Mm -hmm. knowing, kind of steadying where you're most efficient while kind of researching this topic today. um, I read an article and this guy did it like an experiment of he wrote all these different uh, measurement like tools of like, uh, like like time, you know, time of the day, the location, mm-hmm. how many words he got. And he was, so he would go and write in different spots. And then he compared like using this Excel sheet. Oh, interesting. Like how efficient he was at these different, different places. Spots. And oh. ultimately he was like, I write best at my kitchen table. Huh. <laughs> like, so he had like an office that with a closed door, he had a coffee shop, but with like headphones, like all these different places. And he was just like, oh, this is the best place for me. And so, but I feel like that's super interesting. And I love that. I love that he went through the effort of gathering that data, but I wonder if that would also depend on the time of year that he chose to do that at. Like, oh man, now, it, yeah, now it's getting more complicated. Like, may, yeah. Like maybe in the fall, you'd write better in a cabin by the lake, mm-hmm. but maybe in the summer it's different. Maybe in summer you're more, you know, kind of active and, and, and bright eyed. And so you're like, Oh, I'll just like stand at my kitchen counter and write, you know, or whatever and and not sit and not get comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but that's super interesting though. Yeah. I think, I think he published it as, or he published like a, a workbook or something. I'll, again, I'll, I'll link to it in the, mm. the show notes, whatever it was. I, I, as I've, I've proven to myself doing this, my memory is faulty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone read the show notes for the tackling dark subject matter episode, yeah. but that whole thing, you like about, made something. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing about someone getting their neck snapped. I cannot find any evidence of that anywhere. <laughs> I don't think it exists. My mom texted me, shout out to my mom. She thinks it might be from 24, which makes sense because that show had a uh, lot of neck snappage. Yeah, and I, I would understand kind of your memory kind of blending Yeah, that because they're, they're similar. Jack Bauer is yeah, Jack Ryan. Right, it's just the, the pace of everything and the, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but 
in seeking out inspiration, like again, know what you need and fight for, fight for it. You know, like view inspiration as a lover. You're going to go through rough patches. One day she may not say something nice to you and you're going to be, are you just going to break up with her? Mm-hmm. No, you're going to, no. you're going to call her back and you're going to work right. through it. You may have to put a stereo on your shoulders and stand outside her door and blast it. You know what I mean? Um, Unfortunately, hit me. <laughs> sometimes inspiration cheats on me and happens to other people more than me. <laughs> sometimes inspiration sleeps with my boss, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> no, well, uh, what I was going to say is uh, like make bad art, make mistakes, mess up a bunch. Um, this is. For me personally, this has been the best way to learn as I look back on my stuff and I'm like, oh, no, this is <laughs> this is not good. This is what I don't like about it. This is what I'm going to work on. Mm-hmm. You can only learn from that. Uh, and it's it's tough. <laughs> on the, the opposite of that would be, well, don't make or I, uh, something to, that would go hand in hand with that, I guess I should say, would be <laughs> don't make your best art, (laughs) which doesn't make any sense. But like, that's how I feel a lot of time where I do something well once and then I can't do it again just as well. And that's pretty discouraging. But, um, again, that, that all comes down to, to practice and discipline, but yeah. Um, don't be afraid to screw up a bunch because you're going to learn really quickly if you do it that way. Um, and, uh, to go with that, also look at what you like in other people's stuff. Take inspiration from your favorite things and you're like, well, what what is it that makes that work and mine doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. uh, aside from just, you know, skill level. Sure. Because uh, that's, that's really easy to focus on is just be like, oh, well, this person's just a lot better than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll look at artists, for example, in my case, that have a very different style that maybe is a lot more simplistic than mine. Yeah. But it's very consistent. Yeah. And it just, it works for their tone and their message. And I'm like, man, that's what I haven't figured out. Um, For that, like, that's been a big struggle of mine over the years is just consistency and finding my own style. Uh, It doesn't matter if you're super skilled at that point, because if everything you do has no consistency, then people aren't going to be able to stick with it. Um, it's just going to be too jarring. So yeah, I get, so look at what you don't like about your art and work on that. And then look at the stuff that you do like about your art and other people's works and, and, and latch onto that and see, ask yourself why it works. Mm. Um, so in a weird way, failure and at its worst, like envy can lead to inspiration. Yeah. Sort of. Um, and and it, again, it all depends on your perspective and, and you not getting into your own head, which is so easy to do. I mean, we've talked about this before, but for me, like going on art station and stuff like that and just seeing... Yeah, the, I'm going to block that from your computer. I know. <laughs> seeing the multitudes of artists that just no one really knows about. They're just these guys making art and they, they're passionate about it and they're extremely talented at it. Um and for some reason, that's like the, that's their only platform and maybe they'll never get recognized for it. And so it's really easy to discourage yourself if you go down that trail. But um, 
uh, I'm giving myself this advice, but yeah, like look at why, why is it that that's better than what you're doing? Oh yeah. Uh, Everything that I said to everyone tonight, I don't do. (laughs) Same. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, I I don't relax well. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't like try to like look at other things. Again, like I said, when I was taking these notes, writing these notes down, I was like, man, this, a lot of this is wishful thinking because I really don't do this. I wish I did because I would be a lot more productive and inspired if I did. But yeah, I think I'm getting better at loving myself, (laughs) but it's definitely a learning process. Life's Mm. a journey. Noah. Um, That's right. And I, I think, I mean, uh, I think looking as much as I can, cause you're more obviously in your head and I, we, we haven't together discussed too much your specific frustrations or like, you'd be like, oh, I just really want to be like this guy or like yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But I think just from us doing stuff, you've gotten more consistent mm. and have, uh, been able to build that confidence yeah and but yeah i think um i think that's all that's all good it is important to just make and that can be inspiring of seeing progress seeing progress is inspiring problem solving is one thing like i remember when i first started trying to write scripts it was really frustrating for me. I didn't understand the format. Mm. And so doing it made me not want to write. And so I was not, I was never inspired because I was, I didn't understand the medium, but pushing through it, there's that moment where I was like, Oh, like I figured out the, the flow to, to where the, the page looks correct. It looks similar to other scripts and it read like people understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, well, can I interject real quick? No. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, and that's really important, but also for me personally, that's something I really get hung up on is, oh, well, does it look like how the professionals do it? And I get really tied up in the details and it's like, oh, well, they use these tools. So I, I'm not going to be good until I get those tools. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be good until I understand this formatting. I'm not going to be good. And, you know, and like, you're like, what's the standard? What's, uh, how do the pros do it? Yeah. And that's held me back so many times. And then you see so many artists are like, oh, just pencil and paper. That's all you need, you know? (laughs) And, uh, and some people have their completely their own style because they didn't try to get to the point where they had all the same stuff as everyone else. You know, they're like, well, what do I have that works? And so anyway, that's a, to me, that's a dangerous thing is trying to, as soon as I get interested in something is looking up, well, what, what's the the best way to do all of this? Don't tell people my points are dangerous and then they're not going to do them and I'm not going to get famous. (laughs) No, I'm saying that worked for you, but for me, it's kind of (laughs) scary. No. And I mean, that's a, to, to, I, I think I gave like a brief, uh, picture of that process, but it, it, it is not fully showing the, the failure and mm. the, that, that it takes time. And so, mm. yes, like don't, uh, when you're doing stuff and you're struggling through it, don't view, uh, the process that, Oh, it has to be a certain way for it to be good. And that, cause that can cut into inspiration. Like you're saying yeah, that can take away of like, well, like, I used to have fun making things, but now there's all these rules or there's all these things I don't understand, all these things that people tell me I have to do and it just kills it. And Mm -hmm. I I totally get that. And that's how I was with the formatting. And yes, like 
in that, in, in some of the time I was like, well, I don't like, it's not fun writing this way because I'm just getting graded like the, in, you know, getting bad grades. Cause yeah. I'm being told I didn't do it right. Or uh-huh. someone's reading this and saying it's bad and that kills the inspiration, yes. kills the creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the opposite side, I say, don't let that, uh, frustration, uh, equal in your mind. Oh, I'm doing something wrong. Yes. It's kind of like working through the, the problems that can be itself rewarding to where I now go, Oh, I was, I had a lot of trouble with that then. So then now when I have trouble with stuff, I don't, I try not, and again, it's easy to say this and mm-hmm. I don't do this a lot, but it's now I try to view challenges as, Oh, okay. How am I going to, I know I'm going to get through this Yeah. as opposed to like, Oh, I'm never going to, it's like, yes. how am I going to get through this? And then once I do, I'll, I'll be like, I did it. And this podcast itself is an example of that. Mm -hmm. I was very fearful of doing anything with Squarespace. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and you know, Squarespace really, and this isn't an ad, they don't give us anything, but (laughs) they really cut down on the, you know, the difficulty, the learning curve of having a website. So I was really stressed about that. And obviously you did a lot of the yummy design work. But it was something to where once I got into it mm-hmm. and got my hands dirty and I would have a setback or a problem, it was like fun. Because then I was yeah. like, oh, like we're making it happen. And now I'm like, we have a website and yeah. that's really cool. And I love that I can have that memory and that experience. And that well, and then, inspires and new me. skill sort of, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Noah, I, 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 I'm feeling kind of thirsty. Yeah. I say that you and I, uh, put a, put a quick little break on this, on this baby Let's and we it. get some drink and then we, uh, come back and we'll uh, finish up with some other thoughts. Yeah. All right. We're back from our break. We got some drink on it's very yummy thank you for sharing noah absolutely um something that noah and i talked about as soon as we uh kind of took a break or took took our break was inspiration is hard to nail down yeah um and <laughs> now like in the break i was kind of thinking about it's like man this is it, it's just such a large topic i feel a bit funny taking a swing at it. I mm-hmm. kind of feel like an intoxicated man at a child's birthday party trying to hit a pinata. Yeah. It's just, it's only going to go a certain way, potentially the, the skill, the amount of hits. Mm-hmm. So this may be a good thing to revisit again, just like any other topic, the sure. more we learn uh, new experiences, but we've got some, uh, we, we've got some energy left in us yet. Some thoughts, Noah. I am just loving this uh, this alcohol. So I'm gonna pass this <laughs> baton sipping. that you can use to continue to swing at the piñata while I take some sips, if that's fine with your face. Yeah, man. I thought I'd just kind of close out with a couple of strategies that I think work pretty well. Um, the first one is just for creativity in general and inspiration in general. It really helps to have a creative partner, um, especially in our case. For example, you write the stuff, you feed me things that I can draw, and then I'll try to do that as closely as I can to what you have in mind. But at the same time, I'll put my a little bit of my flair into it. And also that'll inspire my own artwork that I do for myself. Uh, 
in that same way where it's like, these are ideas that I didn't have in my own mind until now. And now that I have this new information, this really helps me craft something new. So that was just the the one thing. And that goes back to our topic of just kind of working together and finding a a creative partner. But I I do think that's a, that's been a huge help for me personally. Um, That reminds me of a quick story. If you don't mind me interjecting really quick. So we were uh, recently, we are working on our comic snafu, which we yes. can get into later, uh, get into more later. Um, but <laughs> Noah was designing a character, um, an, an older gentleman, uh, and <laughs> I was waiting to, to get the, the, the final drawing of this character. Yeah. And then I look on Facebook and there's like a stylized version of an older character that doesn't have to do anything with the comic yeah. is when you were playing the, painting the older uh black gentleman yeah in like the really class i think he was like a preacher was was he american I, or I, yeah he, i think it was uh it was just from a, an old black and white photo from the 50s okay but i yeah i just saw that online and i was like man that is the coolest looking guy i've ever seen i i need to do something with this so i just kind of decided to sketch him out but yeah and it, it, it did it come it, it came from you looking for reference photos for this character yes okay yes. so that was a funny moment of i'm waiting to get this character from noah mm. so that i can approve it and we can move forward with the story and i look I on facebook that, yeah. and i see this beautiful uh, illustration i guess you're just a churchgoer or a pastor yeah. or something yeah. i don't know um but yeah just great awesome illustration something that you'd like see um <laughs> roll with me here on the street, but on the street in the sense of not, it's not trash, but like those great art vendors who do like the, the uh, portraits of people. I'll take it. And I had this weird (laughs) moment of like, Hey, yeah, (laughs) I was like, what is he doing? He's got, he's (laughs) supposed to be working on that character. But it was also like, that's a really yummy piece of art. And I wasn't really upset. No, It was was a funny. And so you, I brought it up to you and you're like, I know that I'm supposed to be working on the character, but I just, I found this, this image and, uh, he just seemed so cool and I wanted to draw him. Yeah. And so that kind of, I felt like ties into what you're saying. Yeah. I didn't even think of that as an example, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. And so, yeah, yeah. it could just pop up. Like, mm-hmm. again, maybe you're looking at reference photos and then you're just like, oh, that person's cool. I must draw them. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing research for something completely unrelated will lead you to finding a, a lot of things that you didn't know about. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a kind of a fun thing. And that, and I found out as well, just in terms of my own vulnerability and weaknesses that I had never drawn an older black gentleman. Mm. Um, so for the one that I had posted that you had seen, that one was directly from a photo reference. So yeah. that was fine. But then when it came down to actually drawing the character for Snafu, I was just like, that was so difficult. Sure. I was like, this is not a challenge that I've given myself before. Maybe that speaks a lot to my my art tendencies. But I was like, man, I've, I've done myself a disservice never having tried to draw an older black gentleman. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really an interesting experience. I think in the end, I was able to get somewhere 
somewhat close to what you had in mind. But Oh, yeah. I think what you ended up with was very yummy, and I can't even draw older white gentlemen, so <laughs> I have no ground to stand on. It is an interesting challenge, and I think, yeah. I mean, I'll just, it's a quick point, and I want to let you get to what you were uh, oh, saying before, before I interjected with that story, but... Um, I, new experiences, uh, new perspectives, those things can really inspire you. And so, mm-hmm. um, kind of going outside your comfort zone can, can lead to just, again, unlocking your brain in, in cool ways. So yeah. I think it's like you said, like, I mean, we both grew up overseas, um, you know, different, different cultures. And so we, we, it's not like we're, you know, sheltered Americans who have not interacted with other races or ethnicities. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've definitely have, and we have those perspectives, but I still, yeah, I'm very uh, ignorant to other people's experiences, other people's cultures. Yeah. Um, more so now just living in the States for a while, kind of being separated from uh, Ecuador slash Latin American culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's like sometimes like you, there may be a, a a problem that arises from lack of experience. So like you said, be like, oh, I, I've never, I guess, drawn someone yeah. like this, and that that can that could potentially get in the way of inspiration because it's a problem. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm stressed about this. This is an issue. But what, again, it's cool with you is that it, it turned into like a fun experience. And so, yeah, I, I think that that's the, that's part of the strategy is you have to turn it into a challenge for yourself. Mm -hmm. Cause if you decide that that's the wall that you're not going to climb over, then Mm -hmm. you're not going to get better at that thing. Um, so I, I actually hope for those moments sort of subconsciously, whenever I am doing research and trying to find inspiration, is run into something that I can't do because at, like at the time it's going to be so frustrating. But if I come out of it, having been able to actually overcome that, I want to feel so good. Um, which I mean, that's, that applies to so many things. But, uh, uh, my other point was, uh, kind of a, a bit of a storytelling method, I guess that I try mm-hmm. to, to think about, but, um, I call it the what ifs. So for example, uh, just if you, if you see something that you find interesting and that you connect with, try to kind of take that for yourself and then think, but what if it was this way instead? Mm. Um, and, uh, I have, I have this as kind of an example, but I was like, let's take like a typical high school drama slash comedy, High school all, musical. Yeah, like all the archetypes. Mm-hmm. But what if it's set in the 1950s mm-hmm. and the protagonist is a black female? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden that sets up so many different challenges and everything just sort of realigns itself and all the archetypes just sort of fall into different grooves into that story. Um, and that changes so much about it. I think that's a pretty good way of challenging yourself to think of a different. And again, like the more I'm saying this, I'm like, wait, is this thinking outside the box? (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, I see the box and I'm past it. (laughs) Is this the thing that I was fighting? Um, (laughs) Again, thinking outside the box is not a bad thing, but sounds like you hate it. No, I hate it. Um, But I guess this would be my version of it. If I had to, to come up with one is, uh, is uh, what you were just saying is just kind of putting a new perspective on something that you already know and that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And, um, and this applies, and I was thinking about this, well, does this apply to other types of art? Like I was thinking specifically with movies and comics, because that's what I know. But uh, I feel like this works for anything. If you're, if you're doing a painting or just kind of a, a snapshot of, of a story or some, or if you're doing a short story or a novel, this can apply to anything. Uh, just having a story behind the thing that you're presenting is going to give it a lot more depth. If you have a painting, like the the example I just gave, I feel like would make for a pretty cool painting. If you can mm-hmm. find a scene in that story in your mind with this little girl and some type of conflict that she has and turn that into a, like a Norman Rockwell painting or something like that, mm. that could be such a cool thing. And you could get so much story out of it because there is a backstory to it. Yeah, It's not just a few characters. And it's like, oh, well, I thought that would... I, put them together and then it would look fine, you know? Um, and I'm sure it can work for songwriting and stuff like that, where if, if there's a story behind the words that you've written, like beyond those words, I think it'll give that story a lot of depth because then you can extrapolate if you're a listener or a viewer, you can be like, Oh, like this, I feel like this really draws from this whole larger experience. Um, so anyway, that's that's sort of my technique that I try to use is just the what ifs and using something familiar and turning it into something that I haven't thought of before or just a, from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think like and I wish I had more examples off the top of my head, but those uh, I, I'd kind of throw them in, not necessarily as brain hacks, but they're kind of like little fun little games that you can play mm-hmm. that can lead to. Uh, inspiration yeah. or like a breakthrough, and yeah. so I mean they do that a lot with with stories. It is the whole um, okay. Let's say it's let's say it's Die Hard, but you know the protagonist is in a wheelchair. It's yeah. just like you know it sounds it sounds silly, right? But you you, you it automatically creates a new pathway in your mm-hmm. brain where you're like, okay, so I guess he couldn't do these things, but then like that would open up different scenes of how yeah, and like it's it's such a cliche thing to say, you know, like what if it's this? Yeah, but he has this. Yeah, you know, like it's it just sounds super kind of corny and and hacky, but it, it really can lead to. It's like, yeah, but what conflicts can I take from this that would actually be useful? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I feel like it recently a popular take on that is the like kind of the alternative history, yeah, type of stories. What if the Nazis what won? What the Nazis won the war and stuff like that? You know, um, uh, I, I feel like there's been quite a bit of a trend of those things, but uh, so. Again, maybe doing it that way now is overdone, but I, mm-hmm. I think it can always lead to to something that either if it hasn't if it has been done before, it'll at least be your own version of it. So yeah, um, and I, I don't know if you said this or if I saw this in your notes or if I'm just randomly projecting stuff onto <laughs> you, but um, it can work with even. Uh, mediocre or mediocre to bad material. Yes. Um, to where you go like, wow, that movie was not good. Yeah. Uh, but you go, but that idea was really cool. Mm-hmm. How would I take that idea? What parts of it didn't it work? Yummy? Yeah. 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 And so I do that a lot where I, and this is going to sound pretentious, but I am thankful because I, I think I'm able to dissect stories well to mm-hmm. where I can view them as parts and I can 
again, not view a bad movie as like a waste of time. I'll come away going, yeah, that was not good. Yeah. But that line, for some reason, I can't get out of my head. And mm. I remember it more than the dialogue, like all the dialogue of what I deemed like a good film. Uh, there's something about it that just like stays yeah. with me. Yeah. Um, and so even like the constructing of something new from old parts, like, I mean, that's how people pitch movies a lot of the time. It's mm-hmm. like, it's Die Hard meets Ferris Bueller's Day mm-hmm. Off or, yeah. you know, <laughs> whatever. It's kind of like, that's how our brain works is like, it takes, we take what we know. It's Die Hard, but the Nazis won the war. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> um, but like, I, I remember recently, kind of a, an unsuccessful version of that was I started like outlining this script and I like was going, I was really pumped about it. And then <laughs> once I looked at it and I like told someone out loud about it, I was like, Oh, this is the movie green room, which I love. Oh, we yeah, watched yeah. together. Uh-huh. And my, what my brain had done was like, Oh, I love green room. But what if we, what if we did a couple little things differently that I didn't uh, like about Green Room? Yeah. I really love that movie, but my own desire as like a storyteller, there's things that weren't fulfilled by it mm-hmm. that I wanted it to be filled. So I started constructing, but then it just was exactly the same. <laughs> but I'll admit to you that that story is still there in my mind. To yeah. where I probably will revisit it later. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the fact that I'm, I, I've played around with, you know, the, the possibility I flirted with it, you know, yeah. now we're necking, you know, yeah. now we're going to the, the private area, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's just kind of this progression. And so yeah. it's not, again, I don't want people to ever view, you know, like a dead end as like, uh, um, you know, a waste of time, yeah. kind of like a video game. Sometimes you may get to a gate and it's like, you can't go here. Mm-hmm. You'll leave, you'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You'll gain a little bit of experience. You'll complete some of the story missions yeah. and you'll come back and that gate's open. Analogy. So, oh, baby, video game. Yeah. Now it sounds more like I am a video game player. Before it like sounded like you, I didn't know what I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> you haven't unlocked this area of inspiration yet. Go do some other stuff and this will click eventually. Mm-hmm. It'll open up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, no, I, I I like the idea of the the what ifs, mm-hmm. like you said, the what if this, the what if that, or this plus that. I think that's a great way. And it ultimately, again, you listener, it comes down to what works for you. Cause there is no sure way. I, I've read books. I've heard things like, just like what we're talking about. And I've rolled my eyes yeah. and gone, I don't want to do that. And so anything that we're saying, if you're like, that's stupid, then you're like, yeah, it is stupid for you. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. But find how you get inspired, find how you unlock those pathways in your brain, find what makes you randomly excited to where you have to pause what you're doing and scribble something down madly because you're so pumped up about whatever it is that just tingled in your brain. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just from this podcast, we got Finding Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is Finding Dory, but the Nazis won the war. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, um, Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, in a, in a non-humorous version of what you just said, just doing this, bringing up that old script, mm-hmm. I am like, ooh. You're hey, already wa- thinking about I'm it. I'm like, A, I want to watch Green Room again because <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. And B, I'm like, oh, I really should get back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of going to be my transition to what's my final point. And then I'll 
either we'll finish up if we're done or I'll just shut up and you can take us home, sweet baby, yeah, I'm, to I'm, Alabama. I'm done. You're all tuckered out. Yeah. Um, Noah's down in that scotch. <laughs> He's an alcoholic, right. by the way. Um, <laughs> we are going to start a Patreon, not for Ominous, but just for Noah's drinking habits. <laughs> anyway, um, my last point and you may feel like you're getting beat over the head with this, but I reject that. I think it's necessary, which is for me, just in my, you know, my 24 year old brain and how I think about stuff, I feel like there is creative inspiration and then there is life inspiration. Sometimes I think that we as artists, and again, I'm speaking from personal experience, can view uh, inspiration as something that only comes in regards to being creative. It's like you have to consume a piece of of art to be inspired or you have to sit in a room and wait for the inspiration to come. And something that I've realized that's very true for myself is that um, you, you also need just life inspiration. And so let's dive in a little bit into what I mean when I'm talking about that. Um, it is good for me to personally watch movies, to watch television, to read books, to be inspired. But if that's all I did, um, I wouldn't have any actual life experience. I wouldn't be a person. I would just be my my own thoughts and I, and what's being poured into me. Or you would be a summation of the, the stuff that you've consumed. Like, yeah. yeah. And just like a person who's not interacting with the actual real world. Mm-hmm. I'm interacting with like people's versions of it. And so for me, when I was thinking, like one of the first things I thought about when I was thinking about inspiration, I was like, well, and it's cheesy. It was like, but living inspires me. And so again, what does that mean? Well, um, not everything I do is tied to who I am as an artist. It may, it definitely is a big part of my identity. Yeah. But even, you know, last night I was talking with a friend and we kind of both asked each other this question. It's like, what would you want um, you know, the, the sentence to be that someone says about you when asked about like what kind of person you are? So if two people were talking about you, if your friend was talking about you and someone said, who's that Kyle Stuke? You know, or who's that Noah Bosley? What would I want them to say? What would I want to be known about me in that moment? And I'll be honest, what didn't come first was, oh, that I'm an artist. Yeah. But what came to my mind is like, I want people to think of Kyle Stuka as someone who's like a good uh, friend or someone who makes yeah. the, who makes like living on earth more enjoyable and makes my existence like better. Mm. And again, I'm not going to be that for everyone. I'm not saying like, wow, I'm such a great person. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a fallen You're human not. being. I'm, I'm a piece <laughs> of crap. Uh, but some of my like most beautiful moments in my life aren't tied to me being an artist. Ultimately, I will reflect back on these moments and pour them into my art because they're meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's the quiet moments where you're with a friend who tells you something like really personal and it's really hard, but like, you're just thankful that you a were able to be there with them in that moment and b that they felt comfortable sharing it. Or it's, you know, seeing for me, it's seeing my nieces laugh and being like, Oh my gosh, like that thing is related to me. Yeah. It came from my brother. Yeah. And now it's like a reflection of him and it like likes me mm-hmm. and is just like not caught up in how my brain works you know, these two beautiful like little girls are just like excited about the fact that they get to go swimming with me where I'm like, Oh, like 
taxes are hard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm an angsty white male, you know, um, or, you know, go into a job that I wouldn't pick for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't hate what I do at all. I really love where I work and I am inspired by like, uh, I learned things that I never thought I would learn or get put into situations, which at the time are hard. But then later I think back and I'm like, wow, like that was good for me. And so ultimately the, what I'm trying to say is I think to be, you know, you'd be a fool as a, just a person, but especially as an artist to ever shut yourself off uh, to anything, unless it's inherently negative. Um, Just to say, Oh, that's outside my bubble. No, thank you. It kind of ties into even we were talking about other cultures. It's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well that's not my culture. So, you know, no grazie or I'm not, why would I write about this other thing? Uh, It's like, well, you never know. Like, what's going to affect you? Or mm-hmm. like, why would you ever assume that you're into everything that you'll be into? Like, like you're just done. You've done, you're done g- gaining interests. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Well, and, and just <clears throat> writing about or just researching something that you haven't done before, you're going to be forced to learn something new. Like you can only come away from that a better person whether it's, you know, a better person in life or a better person as an artist. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I just think a lot of times why I want to write stories is not because, oh, I'm an artist and I want to express artsy things. It's like, wow, something just very human. And I think most artists would say this. I just don't know. It's something that we really think about or vocalize a lot, which is that kind of why we exist is for just, the 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 average normal human day um and so again the other and this will probably be uh the <laughs> uh the shameful running joke which is like man kyle talks about a lot of screenplays that he's working on but i don't <laughs> see anything where's that screenplay kyle leave me alone um <laughs> but i mean just like my friendships and how i was thinking about them and the fact that i was kind of i mean i tend to nostalgicize mm-hmm. things or even fear things ending yeah. um, that haven't ended yet or aren't close to ending. Yes. <laughs> Again, it's very unique to me, but I was kind of thinking like, oh, I, I love horror movies and I'm frustrated that they don't normally have great characters. Mm. And I also, I, I have this fear and this equal love for just the people in my life. So what if I like smash those two together and express that in a, like we all can relate to, you know, growing older and growing apart and yada, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. And so it's my own life. And like, I'm not trying to say like, wow, my life's super awesome. Everything's great. That that definitely also inspires me where I'm like, wow, this, I'm really sad. I'm going to like make something. (laughs) I'm going to use this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the moments of genuine living that, uh, really make me go, Oh, I want to, I want to, capture that again Mm. or I want to share that with someone else and so I think it'd be silly to just kind of sit and be static in your own bubble of creativity it's like no you know what like yeah take that time to to feed as we discussed take that time to be productive and work but then view just normal living as feeding as well of like engaging with your friends and you know talking to a stranger or doing something that you've never done before or taking a nap. And like we were talking about this, uh, while the, the microphones were off, but, um, 
one of the comics that we would like to do in the future, which again, leave us alone. We will <laughs> stop talking about theoretical stuff, I swear. <laughs> but um, one of the comics that we want to do is itself called Ominous, and that's ultimately where we got our name from. But where that comic came from, which what is a screenplay that I actually did write, so I did write a screenplay, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> it came from a dream. And that's not something I planned. It's just I had a dream and I was like, oh, my gosh, like occult detective, cool hotel, Mm -hmm. mysterious woman, vampires. Vampires have randomly been a theme of this episode. And I woke up and I was like, sweet, I have to do that. And I didn't plan for it. It just was me sleeping. And so it's it's just. Again, like it's it, it's cool, and I think it's lucky for us. And I know there's not not everyone experiences inspiration the same way. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone's like, I don't dream at all, so that's not yeah. helpful. I I recognize that, but maybe you gain other experiences out of average normal day living that I don't. Mm-hmm. That then you can use to to power yourself and to 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 get just jazzed about making stuff. Yeah, that's my that's my rant on that. No, I love it. How much do you love it? <laughs> this much. Noah just put up both of his hands to to to, to make ten. So I'm assuming <laughs> ten out of ten. I'm going to take his laughter as a confirmation. <laughs> yes, ten out of ten. <laughs> Noah, any last things to add as we finish up our scotch and we uh, think about calling it an evening? No, I th- I think this was just really enlightening for myself. Like I think all of this was stuff that I just needed to tell myself um, to keep moving forward, but. Uh, no, hopefully someone was able to get something out of that. A lot of it was very all over the place and, uh, yeah. and just kind of, but that's, that's just the nature of the topic, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I, I learned some stuff about myself and about you and about what I can improve on. So if, if what did you learn? Give me a quick, give me a quick thought. Give me a, just a, not, not the whole thing. I won't make you summarize, but just like. <laughs> What is something that stood out to you from from our chat today? Um, I don't know. It's uh, I I think I, I'm personally a victim of the uh, waiting for inspiration to hit, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just going back to having a creative partner. I think that that what's helped me get over that has been just having material already there that just needed to be visualized. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's really unlocked some other stuff in my own creativity uh, for that that drawing, for example, that we talked about. Um, so I th- I think just re- researching something that I'm not familiar with is is really the key, at least on my end, to unlocking something that that's not there yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hot damn. I don't know. I, I'm probably going to have to stew on all of this for a little bit. You are allowed to stew, my and friend. It is late. So. It is late. We are sleepy. <laughs> I'm not all there anymore, but. Uh, Understandable. Yeah. Noah is, again, an alcoholic, <laughs> and he is just totally gone. You should see just his face. Sloshed. Um, no, I mean, we we let people know with the title what they were in for. We are fools. We are we babes. Yes. We are. Again, I'm confident that there's yummy goodness here, but yes, like to think that we could cover the whole, you know, uh, just not genre, but idea of inspiration and how does one get it? It's like we like we're very young and new in the world, which has existed forever. Much smarter people have pondered 
Uh, and may, maybe we missed the point completely. I don't know. <laughs> maybe so, but that's the point of this. Yes. You know, regardless of if anyone gets anything out of this, we talked about it, and I yeah. think we will be better for it. Yes. So hopefully other people do as well. But um, I feel, to bring it back to the video game <laughs> references, <laughs> I feel like I got some extra XP. Some XPs. Yes. Yep. Um Guys, audience, members, listeners, sweet humming fools, sweet children of the night, thank you for continuing to engage and listen to our show. We are very um, passionate and excited about growing, getting better, um, tightening up episodes, you know, getting the kind of topics that you guys want to talk about. So please continue to uh, engage with us. Uh, we love uh, hearing from you guys. The messages have been wonderful. We are open to that affirmation and that sweet critique. If there's stuff that you feel needs to be pointed out, feel free to point it out. We may disagree with you. We may go to your front door and leave a pile of poo that's on fire that you don't know is poo, then you stomp on it. Classic. But it's it's an agreement that we're all getting into together, and so I'm excited to see what happens. Noah, if people want to see what's happening with you, slash if they want to look at that beautiful picture of that classy son of a bear from whatever time period you said, where can they do, go to do so? Um, Instagram's probably the best place to look at that. And that'll uh, be just my name, Noah Bosley on Instagram. Noah Bosley. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. The name's Kyle Stuke. Uh, the, the actual tag is Kyle underscore the underscore Ecuadorian. Come say hi. I post pictures of my face and hopefully soon I'll post pictures of my trip to Nolens. I have forgotten to oh, do yeah. that, which I am proud of. I'm proud that I forgot to post to Instagram. I, <laughs> I am very much addicted to my phone. I admit this. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be better, but I'm happy that uh, I have pictures to post that I have yet to post. So what a millennial thing Good to say. Good for you. Yes. Pat me on the back. Yeah. Pat me on my privileged back. <laughs> Listeners, once again, not to be obnoxious, but if you wouldn't mind, if you had something to say, please visit that iTunes and give us a yummy review. And when I say yummy, I mean true from your heart. It can be a one. It can be a two. It can be a three. It can be four. Anything you do is going to help us get better. Correct. Boom, shakalaka. Thank you, Humming Fools, once again. We will be back next week, hopefully, with an interview this time. Hopefully, I won't have to say, we said we're going to do an interview, but we're not. I hope that we really will be doing an interview. Cheers to you, friends. I'm going to down my scotch. Noah, get to bed, you beautiful French man. I will. Good night.